Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're talking about This Is Us, Season 6, Episodes 1 through 5. I am so happy to have Jen Trepic back with me today. She is the host of Salad with a Side of Fries podcast that talks about wellness and weight loss for real life. Hi, Jen. Hi, Diana. I'm so excited to be back. I am so excited you're back, too. The (laughs) last time you joined me, we talked about The Handmaid's Tale Season 4, and that was so much fun breaking down the whole season. It was. It was a long one. We had so many episodes to go through, but it was good. It was good. And I put the link in the show notes for anyone that wants to catch up on that show. But I also wanted to share that they're filming right now. They just started filming. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so the rumblings are that season five will come out maybe summer, but most likely in autumn. So we can look forward to that. Okay. So that'll I'm be excited. exciting. Yeah. I'm, I just like that they're past the book, right? That now it's we don't know what's coming because they're beyond what, you know. Yeah. That's not our topic for today. I know it's not, (laughs) but that's exciting too. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the final season of This Is Us and what a journey this show has taken us on. It talks about family, memories, love, life, loss. But I was thinking, I always start with the question of the day, and I thought this show brings up so much of your past and your memories and your childhood. So I wanted to ask, what is your favorite childhood memory? Okay, so, (laughs) so many things popped in my head that I'm like, I I don't even know. I guess I'll share this one because it's kind of funny. So when my sister and I were little, we had like this small sandbox that was like the shape of a turtle. Oh. And so the top of it was like the top of the turtle shell, right? And then there was like sand inside of it. And it was on our driveway. We had a babysitter and she was taking us. I guess we were going to go to dinner or something. I don't know. But she, the top wasn't on the turtle sandbox. And she drove over it, like backed up into it. And so one of the back tires was like inside the sandbox and she couldn't get it out. And we like didn't go for dinner. <laughs> and it was like, she, we couldn't figure out. And I'm, I mean, I must have been four, you know, five wow. tops, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just telling that story reminded me of flashes of different parts of my childhood. Yeah. About making mud pies with my friends and mm-hmm. driving in a car with a pig in the back what? seat. Yes. A live pig? <laughs> a live pig. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were going out to like a farm where my uncle was at. And my dad got a pig from somewhere. I don't know uh, where he got it from, but we were transporting it. And it was about an hour and 45 minute drive. And me and my friend 
we're going with my parents, of course, because we had to. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. to go with my parents. Right. And uh, I invited my friend. And so we sat with the pig in the back seat oh my all the way. And at, and at the beginning of the ride, we were terrified of this pig. And by the end of the ride, we felt sorry for the pig because we knew its future. Oh, gosh. But it was – yeah, that was interesting. So, see, you brought up that childhood memory. I know. Uh, I actually think I brought it up before in one of the podcast episodes. But I think what I wanted to – my favorite childhood memory growing up would be my uh, siblings are older than I am. So they were always so – who I looked up to very much. Mm -hmm. And then their kids were closer in my age. So I just feel like I grew up with a really big family and I really loved all the holidays, especially Christmas Eve, um, because that's when they would all come over and we'd all have so much fun and we'd all eat and laugh and just be together. And it was my favorite time of the year. And now I have continued that tradition of having Christmas Eve and family and friends over. But yeah, Love it's that. my favorite childhood memory. It's those are great. Those great ones you have, you know, yeah. when you're a kid. So friends out there, tell us yours. We would love to know what is your favorite childhood memory? You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on any of our socials. You can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our website. The links are in our show notes. So, Jen, I love this show. This is us. And I remember watching the very first episode Mm -hmm. and how at the very end of that first episode, my jaw was on the ground because... I was so excited that this show surprised me. Everything came into focus at the very end, realizing that there was a relationship between all of these characters and how they intertwined and dealing with different time periods and seeing the impact of a single decision or moment that was made in the past and then seeing it in the future. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, this, this show is brilliant. And I was so in love immediately. The writing and the acting are amazing. And the cast, they have like great chemistry. And you are sucked in by Jack, Rebecca, Randall, Kate and Kevin, and all the other relatives and friends that uh, come on into the show. And they have the greatest storylines that I think are so relatable And I also appreciate the diversity that we see and the topics that are covered. And it has dramatic and comedic elements. And and mostly, really, at the heart of the show, it's about family and loss and love and life. And it makes me cry. And (laughs) that is my barometer for how great a movie or a TV show is. Mm -hmm. I would like to know... What draws you to the show? So, yes, to all the things you said. I think they masterfully travel between time periods, which, you know, they're not the first show to do, but I think the way they've done it is so crystal clear. You know exactly who everybody is, no matter what time period you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, they just... I don't know. They did it something differently than other shows that have done the time hop yeah. thing. 
the flash forward, the flashback, all those kinds of things. But I'm a sucker for family shows. Do you remember the TV show Sisters from a million years ago? Yeah, yeah. Where all the sisters had like boy names in air quotes, right? Because the dad wanted sons. So they were like Georgie and Teddy and Frankie and whatever. Ah, yeah. Right? And then, you know, when brothers and sisters went off the air years later, you know, now that was a few years ago. I was so disappointed. It's like you're – I think there's always room for like the family drama, you know, where you get invested in these characters and these relationships and all that kind of stuff. And then what's interesting to me about This Is Us in particular is that they were basically the, – the triplets were basically born the same – I think it's the same year, if not one year different, than I was. Oh. And – I grew up with like Mandy Moore. So also not oh, literally, but that I know. You I know, know. <laughs> when you know. Yes. So like seeing all of that, I feel like this might be the first show that was really like these are my peers mm-hmm. in the characters. Like all the other shows, whether it was like, you know, as a kid watching 90210, I was younger than they were in the show. Yeah. Those characters. And then Melrose Place, like all these things, all these drama, you know, like all these times. Maybe there was one character that was sort of similar to my age, but I don't know. This one hit me differently. Yeah. It reminded me also, I was a super big fan of Parenthood. Yes. Did you watch that? Yeah. So I love that whole family. And and the Pearsons are in the same way. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. Of course, you're going to fight with your siblings mm-hmm. or your parents or whoever your family is. You're going to have disagreements and you're not always going to agree, but you always end up coming back together. And that's what yeah. I think the parenthood did. And that's what I think this show does, too. Totally. It's um, about always coming back together. And I just love that. Uh, <laughs> So, a brief recap of season five before we dig into season six. So, in season five, we saw that Kevin became a dad, but he did not marry Madison. And we see that Kate and Toby agree to a long-distance relationship. And it appears that they divorce and Kate marries Philip, which is so out of the blue. Right. Uh, And then Randall learns about his birth mother which I thought was a really cool thing to learn. And Kevin and Randall make amends because I remember at the end of season four, I thought, oh my God, they're never going to come back from this. But they did. Thank goodness. I know. And of course, Rebecca's Alzheimer's progresses and she asks Kevin to build her the house that she always wanted. And so let's dig in and talk about season six, and we'll break it down by episode. So if you're not up to date, you can follow along and just stop the podcast and uh, come back when you're, you've gone through all five episodes. And there are spoilers ahead. I was just going to say, or enjoy the spoilers. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I've done that. I, I'll go listen to a podcast episode of whatever it may be, because I want to know, do I want to watch this or not? And then it'll Mm -hmm. make me go and want to watch it. So absolutely. So in episode one, The Challenger, this episode was about the Challenger spaceship explosion when the big three were six. 
and how they coped with grief then and how they cope with it now surrounding their 41st birthday. And we also start to see the signs of Alzheimer's in Rebecca. And so the opening with Jack and Rebecca with that song, Hooked on a Feeling, oh, I thought it was so cool. And uh, how they were drinking Tang. And I remember having Tang in our mm-hmm. household. So it was just bringing back all these memories. But then, of course, it also brings in the national tragedy. I remember where I was when that happened. So as with any tragedy, we always seem to remember what we were doing. But I, I think that this particular episode really concentrated on Rebecca. And it was heartbreaking to see her struggle in this episode. And I was like right there with her. And she, Miguel and Nikki take Kate's kids to the trains. And she starts to tell the story of when she hung out with her dad and how um, toward the very end of the ride, she would walk through each train car and get to the last one. And she was about to say the name of it. And she couldn't recall the name of it. And during this episode, she keeps revisiting that memory and cannot recall the name of that last train car. And it was so heartbreaking. She would read a book to the kids and but she couldn't see the name. She could not see the name of the book. And oh my gosh, it it's was gut wrenching. It's like I feel like they did a really good job of helping people understand what that must feel like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I love the storytelling in This Is Us because I feel as though we're experiencing what Rebecca is experiencing. And that is why it affects us as viewers. Mm -hmm. I also appreciated seeing how each of the kids, seeing their past them as kids and seeing them now and having those same traits. And with Randall, in current time, he was confronting that burglar who broke into his home. And this had yeah, really affected him because he kept imagining this guy breaking into his house and what it could you know, mean to his family and he couldn't sleep well. And it really, really affected him. And then when he was faced with him, the guy had a mental illness and didn't even know what he had done. And so it changed how Randall saw this. And now Randall wanted to help this guy. And then we see how back when he was a kid, how he reacted to that tragedy. And I think he told Rebecca he was worried about the kids, the children of, I believe it was a teacher who had perished in the explosion and how they were going to eat and mm-hmm. wanted I think he wanted to give them I don't remember food or something he food. wanted yeah, to, it was food. yeah I, I think so he wanted to feed them and yeah. he wanted to help them and so here it shows that trait of him wanting to help this burglar and other people and we see that Beth you know of course recognizes this in her husband and we also see how Rebecca says that he wants to save the world. Uh, he's always mm-hmm. helping people. So I just, I just think it's so cool how they, they bring that together. And we also see Kevin. And then, well, really quick on the Randall thing, I also just appreciated that, like, 
it was sort of like the story he had made up in his head about mm-hmm. the circumstances of, you know, the guy who, you know, robbed them, right? And it's like, how many of us, right? We, our mind goes crazy and we make up this whole story and the reality of it can be something completely different. Exactly. And how, you know, I don't know. I just, it was an interesting moment also given sort of the world we're in and how everybody is making all sorts of assumptions and things. Like yeah. I thought it was an interesting way to also have that conversation without having the conversation. Yeah. And it makes you reflect right on what he is experiencing and how he handled that and how maybe we mm-hmm. could look at things a different way. It's so interesting. And so then we see Kevin and how he takes the Manny reboot to be close to his kids because he Mm -hmm. is worried that he's not seeing all the milestones, that he just won't be there for them. And so, and then we also see him as a kid worried about his parents. And then we see him now worried about his mom. And so I liked how we were able to see that about Kevin. And then with Kate and Toby, you know, they're still trying to make it work. And I find that so interesting because now we know that they're, not going to be together in the future. I thought I would see big cracks right now, but we're not yet. I, I feel like they're still really trying. I know. There was so much where, so I think it was this episode where there was one point where you're like, he's for sure cheating or something, you know, and yeah. then he's not. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, where did my mind take me? You know, I know right? I know. <laughs> and, exactly. But you're right. I mean, it's, I feel like Kate and Toby have a long track to run to get from where we are right now and what we're seeing to sort of what we know to be what's happening. Exactly. You know, in the future. Because he, for her birthday, he gives her time for herself and then he texts her at the very end of the night and then all of a sudden he pops in like Mm -hmm. a big surprise i'm like oh man he's being such a good husband and i love it and so they keep giving this giving us reasons to say they're really gonna break up it's really not gonna work because you really want it to work for them at least i do i i think they seem to be a really great couple so i love that about them but at the end of this episode, it circles back to Rebecca trying to figure out that word that she can't remember. And it's at bedtime that she finally, she can finally see the word caboose and says it out loud a few times. Mm-hmm. It was really heartbreaking. I, it really was because so many people are affected by Alzheimer's. And it's something that's scary because none of us know if any of us will be there. Well, these first couple episodes of this season, I feel like we're feeding this like, I don't know, anxiety in me of like losing my parents or what that, you know what I mean? Like watching this sort of happen so slowly. And it was like, really, I mean, it was so excruciating. Yeah, But it like fed this um, fear of where we all are with our families and those relationships, I think. Yeah, so true. So, all right, should we go to episode two? Yeah. All right, so episode two was one giant leap. And 
Okay, I think like the official synopsis, like I was like, oh, there's all these different relationships, right? But the the people who do this for a living called it new love, lasting love, and unrequited love. <laughs> so first there was Deja. So she tells her parents, Randall and Beth, that she's going to study at a friend's house, gets on a bus, and travels to Boston to see Malik, her boyfriend. And, you know, I thought it was so sweet. Like, you know, they're definitely all excited to see each other. And then, you know, he's trying to be a dad and go to college and all of these things. Like, you see his overwhelm. And she, Deja sees it and says, basically, go finish your paper and then we can spend time together and do the things and whatever. So that's what they do. They also have sex that night. So she loses her virginity. And there was also sort of some weird like run in with his ex, like the baby's oh, mom. Yeah. Which was sort of interesting. Um, But so the, so the one storyline, right, is Deja and Malik and sort of this sex situation. Then another storyline was Nikki, Rebecca, and Miguel oh, yeah. get in the car and drive for Nikki to go see Sally, uh -huh. right? So Sally is this woman that he's been like pining over for his, almost his whole life. So they're in the car and like Nikki's being sort of weird. And Rebecca and Miguel like can't quite figure out what is going on. So finally they find out that like Nikki hasn't reached out to this woman. Like he doesn't – she doesn't know they're coming and he doesn't even know if it's the right Sally. I know. <laughs> so like so crazy. So they – they so then he's like second-guessing. Maybe we shouldn't go. Rebecca and Miguel are like, we're going. So – and they also stopped at this little store to buy some things to bring – you know, with them. So they show up at the door and this woman, Sally, opens the door and then like invites them in. Fast forward, they're like having dinner. This was like mm -hmm. the most awkward meal ever. The <laughs> husband. Know? The husband. Yes. So Sally's husband, like clearly they're not in a good place. Yeah. Right? That's all I can say. So then I feel like things – took a turn when two things happened. One was, so Sally says to Nikki, like, remind me about how we met, right? And then you're thinking, oh my God, maybe oh my this gosh. isn't her. Like, they're yeah. at this old dinner and like, maybe it's not even her. So then it is, but he remembers like every single detail about when they met. Yeah. You know, and it was so sweet, but it's so interesting how like some like some things mean a lot for people and they remember everything and other people it's like onward, you know. I know. So then Sally makes this joke about Alzheimer's. And even watching it, you sort of like hold your breath, you're like, "Oh no." Right? So then Rebecca's like, "Well, I have it." And it's not easy. And, you know, she just sort of – and it was almost like the straw that turned – I mean, it was still sort of awkward at dinner. But, like, it was like all of a sudden everybody let their guard down to some yeah. degree, like when Rebecca, like, came out with this. So then 
like we said, so Sally's husband's super weird. He makes some comment and there's like this blow up, right? And Sally walks away from the table and it's like in the other room, Sally and Rebecca have this conversation and are now like best friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like they start talking about like, you know, real life things and they're fast friends. Fast forward, they're now leaving, And that's when Nikki tells Rebecca and Miguel that he's actually going to leave. You know, he's been staying with them, but he's actually going to leave and go back, you know, to the East Coast and – or not quite East Coast, but go back East and um, supervise the build of the cabin, right? You know, he (laughs) – my favorite line, he's like, Kevin needs an adult there. You know, and it's so funny because Nikki in this whole thing was like the opposite of an adult. Yeah. You know, in this whole episode. But what's interesting, right, is that then we see Nikki on the airplane flying back to Pennsylvania, right? I think so. And there's this flight attendant. Mm. And you see her name tag, and her name is Edie, and they start to like flirt a little bit on this flight and then there's like that flash forward to that we keep seeing when everyone's arriving at the cabin Uh uh-huh right and Edie arrives in this flash forward and she hugs Deja Randall you know she asks Randall how Rebecca's doing and you know I think they want us to think that this is Nikki's wife in the future I don't know that it really is But there's definitely something that comes of Nikki and Edie. Yeah. And then the last sort of relationship is Rebecca and Miguel. And I feel like this is sort of maybe the first or one of only a few times where they've dug into their relationship Mm -hmm. and their dynamic, especially as it was starting after Jack died. And so also – so on their drive, when Nikki's sort of ruminating over like, is this even Sally – Rebecca has all these flashbacks in her head of, like, going on drives with Jack. And we also saw in the beginning of that the episode, she kept telling Miguel to, like, take out the trash. Oh, yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the Alzheimer's. You know, like, does she not remember that she told him already to take out the trash? And, like, you know, bless him. He just says, you know, responds every time like it's the first time she said it. And – But what's interesting is that later at the dinner, there's this conversation where one of the things she says that's so hard about Alzheimer's is that even when it's supposed to be all about the important stuff, the big stuff, she's still sweating the small stuff, like taking Mm, out the trash. Right. And so then you sort of realize like she knew – like we're assuming she doesn't even know she said it. Like now she knows she said it, but she's like ruminating over it. Or whatever, you know, she can't let go of the little things. She also, then I loved this. So then when they're at this dinner and then she and Sally are in the other room talking, you know, Sally was talking about her relationship with her husband and Rebecca says, I struck gold twice. Yeah. You know, which was Jack and Miguel, which was so sweet. And I think, I don't know, at least for me, I guess to some degree I've like questioned the Rebecca Miguel Me relationship. Too. I think we all have. <laughs> I think we yeah. all have. Yeah. And so this was like, oh no. Like there is really something there, mm-hmm. you know? So then she talks about salsa dancing. And then the end of the episode, they like start, they go dancing again. And um, it was also really sweet 
uh, Miguel. So like when they're leaving Sally's house, Rebecca says something to him. I can't remember what specifically she said. And then he gives her this brooch of a pair of lovebirds Mm -hmm. that he bought at that store that they stopped at on the way. And then when they get home, you know, they start salsa dancing again. And I, it was just so sweet. And I, I just appreciated finally sort of digging into their relationship, which, like I said, I think this was maybe the first time that's happened. I think so. And I so agree with you. It's funny. Um, when you said, how she said, I struck gold twice. Mm-hmm. I got my chills. You gave me my chill, my first chills of right. this episode. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> because it just really, I don't know, it really like means something for her to say that. And it's true. Wow. Striking gold twice. Some people don't even get it once, maybe. I don't know. Right. But the fact that uh, she feels that way. That's amazing. And I feel like we're going to learn so much more about her and Miguel, which I think is mm-hmm. really cool. Because, yes, in the very beginning when we saw it, I don't even know which season it was, but we're like, what? And even the kids have trouble with it. You know, they're like, oh, you're like swooping in. You saw your moment. You know, our dad's gone kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Well, I think Kevin's the one who kind of said yeah. that, right? Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know that I saw it from either of the other two. I'm not sure, but – I don't remember either. But it's all – you know, it's – I think it's also interesting because with Alzheimer's in general, there's so much that it's often harder on the caregiver with yeah. – diseases such as Alzheimer's and dementia and things like exactly. that. And so I think exactly it was an important story to tell about Miguel and their dynamics so that we can understand how things unfold right. as her disease progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, I took note of her and her scarf around her yes. neck and her worrying about her aging. I just thought, I feel ya. So, like, they stopped salsa dancing because some girl, like, commented on their age or really Rebecca's age. And so then now it's all the – she's, like, so self-conscious of her age. So, yeah, it's just – it's all the little things. Like, we're understanding the why behind all the little things that these characters do. Yeah. And how we relate. We totally relate, right? And so, yeah, and I love that they started salsa dancing again. Yeah. I thought that Wait, was have you really ever seen cool. that book, like your neck shows your age or something like that? It's like your neck and the back of your hands oh, are like how please. you can actually guess someone's age or something like that. But there was a really funny book. I can't remember that. Now I forget I even mentioned it because I can't remember the title of the book. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Google this. <laughs> Do not look at the back of my what – what is it, back of your wrists or whatever it is? Yeah, I'm going to hide. I'm going to wear a long sleeve. I'm going to wear gloves. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally. Moisturize. Moisturize. That's yeah. the key. Okie dokie. Right. All right. You're like, if you say so, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to episode three, which is Four Fathers. And so we get to see how Jack – Randall, Kevin, and Toby cope as fathers. And so Kevin, oh my gosh, he's trying to be the best dad and make every milestone. But Madison says, we aren't together. And one of us is going to feel left out at times. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think Kevin's really going to have to adjust his expectations here because I think he's just expecting to live up to his dad and how he sees his how his dad was as um, a father. So and that's not going to happen for him because, yeah, he is not with Madison. And we also see Randall struggle to come to terms with Deja becoming a young woman because there's where he he's so excited that he gets to teach her how to drive. And as they're driving, he just seems so happy to be with her. And I, I think he told Beth, God, I'm so happy I'm going to get to be like basically trapped in this car with my daughter and spend this time with her. Totally get that feeling. I know what that feels like. Yeah. And so I understood where he was coming from. But then, of course, here you have Deja's phone, her text to audio from mm-hmm. Malik, and uh, he, you know, finds out that Deja lied to him because yep. Malik says something like, um, my bed is too big without you here. Oh, my gosh. Deja wanted to shut her phone off so bad. And Randall's all eyes on the road, hands on the wheel as like, right. oh, my gosh. Oh, my It was gosh. such a human moment for both of them. And you felt it's like they're such good actors, right? Like you felt that trauma of the moment of her wanting to like crawl in her armadillo shell, you know, <laughs> like just. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think. Randall didn't want to react because she's driving. So he can't like right. go off. Right. Right. He has to like keep it composed. So they're both trying to keep their composure while they both just heard something huge. And an aside note, oh, Beth had me roaring with laughter. I love her so much. I know. She's all, let's kill her. Let's dig a hole in the backyard and bury her. I was dying. (laughs) And it's her delivery. She is so good. I love it. Uh, We also get to see Toby, how he takes the parenting reins while he's there for the weekend. But the routine has changed since he once was the stay-at-home parent. And so he doesn't abide by what Kate says about their schedule and later pays for it by not being able to attend the recital with Kate. And I thought to myself, great, another moment she spends with Philip and gets to be with him and talk to him and connect with him. So I, I wasn't like, no, Toby, you don't realize what you're doing. And so, um, so then... At the end of the episode for them, Toby takes the Happy Family Cookout pledge and uh, buys that smoker because he wants to figure out a way to create memories with his family. And he's thinking, this is it, right? We'll have these cookouts and be together as a family. And they're so happy at the moment. At that moment, it's like, great, we're going to take a step forward to do that. So we see Jack Damon, who is their son, and he is an adult in this flash forward, and he uses the smoker. And Lucy says, this is the literal symbol of the day your mom and dad's marriage blew up. Oh, you're like, what? And then she comments on a scar in his head, and it eludes. I felt like I was like, did I miss something? 
when that happened, I was like, has that happened? And I'm just not remembering. No. Yeah, okay. No. But something we're going to see, it, it appears that something happens, blows up, and and mm-hmm. maybe somebody throws this. I don't know. Something happens, but... Something flies and hits him. Something yes. Something explodes. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows exactly what happens, but... This smoker and his family, something big happens with all of this, and he has a literal scar. <laughs> and uh, but he still seems to be happy with the smoker, so it's not all either. He's turned it into a positive somehow, right? Like it still has these memories for him. It still yeah. means something. It does. So that's that part's on a good note. And then we see Jack take his kids to the theater. Because he's feeling he's working too much. And and I loved his conversation with Rebecca. And he's all, you know, how did this happen? How did I become this dad who, who you know, wakes up before my kids do and comes home when they're in bed? And, and uh, he, you know, feels like he's missing these moments with them. So he takes them to the theater and he falls asleep because he's tired and right. Kevin escapes. And it's funny that it's Kevin, right? Because out of the three of them, that's what you would expect. So Kevin escapes. They have to go looking for him. And right. uh, but and, <laughs> and the person calls Rebecca to come pick up her son. So when Jack and the other two finally find Kevin, Rebecca is there. And uh, she isn't mad, which... I think is totally cool because if that was me, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Loosen our kid. But she had written the phone number in the the tongue of his shoe so that, you know, people could call home and find his parents. So that was a, a good idea, mom. Um, and I think it's all those things, too, where like Jack probably – you know, gives her a hard time about like, why are you writing the phone number in their shoes? Like, no, come on, right? What do you think is going to happen to these kids, right? Like all those kinds of things. And it's like, see, a mother knows. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And then she offers him in such valuable advice. She says, until a day is over, there's always a chance you'll remember it for something else, which inspired him to have a movie night with his kids, which was really fun. He pulls out the TV. He gets ice cream sundaes ready for them. They have a blast. They all go to bed. They have like, I don't know, I think one of them had ice cream around Mm -hmm. their mouth. They're so happy. But what's interesting about that statement was they could remember that because they're going to bed and they remember that memory. But it also segues into his last moment which is he gets a phone call that his mother has died. And now I have chills. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, oh, my gosh. Just a moment before, this was the happiest time, mm-hmm. right? Spending this time with your kids and making this great memory. But then you get this phone call and you find out that your mother has passed. And now it's one of the worst yeah. days of your life. So... Oh, man, moment to moment that that um, you live. And I was thinking the moral of the story is you take the time you have, you be creative, you be present, and you enjoy the experience. So. Yeah. So then it brings us to the next episode is called Don't Let Me Keep You. 
And I'm planting that seed for a reason, right? And by the way, like, of course, Diana, you give me this episode. Like, ugh, thanks. So everybody grab your tissues, right? This was a hard one. So the end of the last episode, right, Jack gets this call. This episode is all about sort of understanding Jack's childhood, his relationship with his mom, and then like where that leaves us now, right? So we've seen in other episodes that Jack's father was abusive. So this, some of the flashbacks here basically show us that when Jack's mom left, right, left Jack's abusive father, he drives her from Pennsylvania to Ohio and she moves in with her cousin. And he says, you know, mom, I'm going to call you every Sunday. And, you know, she says, oh, I don't want to be a bother, right? He says he's going to come visit. He never comes to visit. And as life progresses, we see that Jack gets annoyed with these Sunday calls, right? And I think even one scene, like it was Rebecca being like, oh, it's Sunday. Did you call your mom? You know, like all those kinds of things. And um, he would get on the phone with her and then it's like quickly run out of things to talk about. And then she would say to him, don't let me keep you, right? She never wants to be a bother, his mother. So don't let me keep you. She wanted Kate, Randall, and Kevin to come to Ohio and go ice skating. Jack comes up with 25 excuses. You know, they're too young. It's a lot. You know, all the things. And we've all done that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. we make up reasons or we find all the reasons why something's difficult and not convenient and whatever. So he would then instead, like, invite her to come to Pennsylvania you know, and she really – it seems like she was just terrified that Jack's father would find her, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. he's still this looming figure in her life, you know? And she – I think at one point she did go back to visit them and is just totally, like, full of fear, high alert, like, not comfortable, you know? So now, present moment in the show, which is still a flashback, but so <laughs> – Marilyn passes away, Jack's mother. So he says to Rebecca, like, I'm just going to go to Ohio and deal with this, right? Like, he doesn't want to be a bother to her and the kids. So he drives to Ohio. In Ohio, Jack meets Debbie. She kind of says, you know, it's been, took 13 years for you to come here. I know. Hello, right? (laughs) No small feat. But so... He basically, in this trip, learns who his mom was, like, and realizes that, like, he never really knew her. She loved poetry. She had this cat. She had a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was interesting, too, I think they really showed how she really thrived and, like, came alive Mm -hmm. when this figure of, you know, Jack's abusive father – wasn't there, you know, and and I think he also learns that those calls when, you know, when he called her on Sundays really meant the world to her. Yeah. And so now he's just riddled with guilt. It's just a lot and it's all sort of coming back to him and he really blames himself. And then the question is, is the abusive father going to be invited to the funeral? 
right? Or do we tell him, you know, that she passed away and all these things? And so Jack says to the cousin, like, let me call him, right? So Jack tells him and blames him and then tells his father not to come to the funeral. The father says, I might show up anyway, but he doesn't. So to some degree, all's well that ends well on that front. So that brings us to the funeral, right? And Jack has to write this eulogy, of course. And the whole episode, he's sort of struggling with what to write because he has this guilt and he's realizing that he, you know, is just really learning about his mom. And, you know, then he has this call with his dad and says, don't come to the funeral, right? So then he calls Rebecca after that phone call. And he calls her for help to sort of get his thoughts together to write the eulogy. And of course she does, you know, because that's what she does. Yeah. (laughs) And the next scene or whatever, we're like at the funeral. Jack stands up, you know, he walks up to the lectern or whatever you want to call it, sort of looks down and like takes a deep breath, looks up. And as he's trying to like get the words out, Rebecca and the kids walk in, Mm. you know, and it's then, of course, it's everything Jack needed and he finds the words. And so he thanks his mother's friends for helping her build this house and a new life and a better life. And It's really, you know, what Rebecca and his kids have done for him. And it was really sweet. And like, you know, he ends it with saying, you know, don't let me keep you, Ma. You know, and it was like full circle, gut-wrenching, eyes tearing, right, pouring the tears. And so then now that Rebecca and the kids are there, you see he takes the kids ice skating like she always wanted to do. And we also get a flashback of Jack is a kid when he broke his sled and his mom, you know, really protected him and promised that she wouldn't tell his dad so that, you know, he wouldn't get hurt by his dad. And after that, when he was a kid, they ate hot dogs and tomato soup. So now, you know, they do the ice skating thing and then Jack makes the triplets, you know, the same meal, right? The hot dogs and tomato soup. And then, so while they're eating this meal, it's like it all hits him, you know, and he walks into the other room. Rebecca goes after him. And this is when I was totally gutted. And he just says, you know, I don't have a mom anymore. And he just breaks down and sobs. And I mean, like I said, I was totally gutted. I'm like, I can't Mm -hmm. breathe watching this. Like, I can't even... And then, because he is who he is, he pulls himself together after a couple minutes, you know, and he goes back to his kids who are eating their hot dogs and tomato soup like, you know, it's all fine. Everything's no big deal. Man. Man. Yeah. Oh, so (laughs) it was a heart-wrenching episode that gutted me as well. I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Um, And when I watched it again, even though I knew it was coming, tears streamed down my face again. Mm -hmm. Losing a parent or anyone is so hard. 
and unfortunately, very relatable. Plus, Milo Ventimiglia as Jack. Oh, man, he's so moving. He's so vulnerable and authentic in this moment. And I appreciated him so much when he said, what, does he say, I don't have a mom anymore? Or I think so. I, 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 when he says that was those, the line, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Those words. It's like, oh, and it, it just when he cried, I was like, no, no, it's just so. And I loved her rubbing Rebecca, rubbing his mm-hmm. back. She doesn't say a word, which I think is actually perfect. I mm-hmm. think how she handled that, how she handled giving him space, giving him advice earlier on in the episode, mm-hmm. how she came because she knew that was the right thing to do with her kids. Just everything. I think I just love them, love them as a couple. It's just yeah. moves me how they are there for each other. And and so I just really loved this episode for that. I, I sort loved- of wanted them to flash to the kids reacting to him passing away, which we saw mm. in the earlier seasons. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even really think about that until this moment. And I don't know really where it would have fit because this was such a powerful ending. Like, it wouldn't have surprised me if they had it in there and then cut it because it potentially took away from this. But – they do so much of showing the same thing in different times in different situations right. yeah. that that seems like something they would have done. Mm, yeah. I also do like the the tomato soup and the hot dogs mm-hmm. part of that. I just thought that was something so important between her and him. And at the time, he didn't think it was any big deal. Right. But – now it's a big deal to him because it was a memory they had. And it just goes to show you how important little things are. Oh, gosh, Janet, it makes me almost emotional right now. Because I know. really, it is. Things are. Little tiny things mean so much. They mean so much. Oh, man, this part gets to me. I know. And look how little that is, right? I mean, tomato soup and hot dogs. It's so little. But it also reminds us too, I mean, I think, you know, my mom, one of my best friends was having twins and she has a brother. I have a sister. So she said to my mom, what do you do with two girls? You know, she was having two girls and she said to my mom, like, what do you do with two girls? And my mom said, it doesn't matter what you do. They just want to be with you. Take them with you to run errands. Take them with you. It doesn't matter. They just want to be with you. And I sort of felt like that with this episode too. You know, like the tomato soup. Like we think that we need this moment like Jack had with the movie in the last episode and the ice cream. Like we don't need these massive things sometimes. Absolutely. And that wasn't even the last episode of this part of the season. I know. (laughs) I know. Look. I know. (laughs) <laughs> your tears. Oh, God. But um, you know what's funny? I wondered where Nikki was when this was happening because Nikki was the little brother. It's like, where's Nikki? It's not just Jack. Jack's not the only son here. So I thought that was interesting that they didn't show anything about Nikki. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that. 
But yeah, maybe so. this was, you know, they couldn't find him. Like, who knew where he was at that <laughs> point, you him. know? Well, but uh, wasn't he, like, sort of missing for a while? <laughs> as a little I kid? I don't think so. Not as a little no, kid. No, not then. Oh, well, you meant as a little I mean. kid. I meant, like, yeah. you know, with the funeral. Oh, no. I think he's in Canada. Isn't Because they think he's dead, right? They don't really right, that's what, realize Right. That's alive. what I was thinking. Yeah. No, I'm talking about as a little kid. Oh, like yeah. Where, it, you know, if Jack's out in the snow all the time because he's always so protective of his brother. And then it shows him and his mom together. I just thought that as a, as a young kid. What's the age difference? Was he? was he maybe, was Nikki maybe not born yet? I didn't think it was that big. That's the thing. But maybe it could yeah, be. I don't maybe know. it could be. I didn't think it was that big of a time um, age difference. Plot hole. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm, they think about everything. So it probably is maybe an age difference or maybe it was just a weekend. I don't know what yeah. it was, right? That Nikki was somewhere else. But I just thought it was interesting they didn't uh, bring that up. Ah, man, those memories you create are so precious. That's that's what I got from, uh, yeah. from all of this. Very cool. All right, let's go into episode five, Heart and Soul. So I'm not sure if you knew this, but Chris Sullivan directed this episode. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he plays Toby. So I thought that was cool. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. he directed this. This is great. So Rebecca jumps back into the dating pool, and Kate and Rebecca face complicated obstacles, past and present, and Kevin goes to the cabin and invites Cassidy and Randall and Beth are tested as parents majorly. Mm-hmm. So Miguel suggests to Rebecca they go on speed dating. But before that, when I saw Miguel and Rebecca sitting on the couch watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, mm-hmm. I felt this tension. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was Miguel on Miguel's part, right? Because they were just, they were sitting like a distance apart. And I thought, I don't know, when Kate came down and they were talking about it and 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 he says, oh, you can't spend all your evenings here with me for the rest of your life. And I thought that was funny because they do eventually. Right. <laughs> but, um, but at that moment where he suggests they go, you know, on this uh, speed dating and she's like, not sure, but then she ends up going, okay, let me do it. Um, And then they do do it. And Rebecca runs into Matt who had previously wanted to meet up with her. And at that point she wasn't ready to do it. So now he asks her out for coffee and she says, yes, Mm-hmm. And uh, they show Miguel's face in the background, which I just thought was so interesting. He's all smiling, but you just know these little right. wheels are turning in his head. I don't know if he's quite there, but I think there's something, right? There, I think he's protective of her or at that point, I'm not really sure. But I, I just think it's kind of cool just to see it, see his reaction and and see how Rebecca goes through this. And Rebecca, when uh, Matt drops her off after having coffee and they they hug, she is so happy. And I really felt that. I felt that from her. And then she goes in. Kate comes home from her friends, and they just start into this argument. And uh, it yeah that that whole argument left me in tears. Kate calls her a slut 
and Rebecca slaps her. Whoa. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I, 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 when I watched it again, I had to listen to, you know, all the parts because I was totally team Rebecca on all of this. And I'm like, I know. But the other thing, there was something too where Rebecca was struggling with going. You know, and was struggling with getting back out there. And then she finally does. And then Kate says this thing. It's like, oh, Kate, like you don't even know, (laughs) you know, but you can tell, like you can also see from like the kid's perspective. Yes, exactly. You know, what she thinks. It's, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand Kate was having all these, because it's her dad. Her dad is gone and she's still dealing with that grief. But, you know, we also see the struggles that Rebecca is having. But I think at the same time, right, we neither one sees the other one struggle at this point. Right. And so they're just, you know, going about their daily lives. So after Rebecca slaps Kate, of course, she's devastated by, right. you know, what she just did because it was an automatic reaction. So she calls Miguel and... um and then she says that the grief is deep and unbearable, and she just is crying and crying. And we see that Kate overhears her. And so a, a little bit later on, she goes to Rebecca, who is playing the piano, and uh, she leans her head up against her. And Rebecca turns around and says, um, I won't date anymore, which was so like a parent. I'm like, really? You're really not going to date again? How, you can't promise that to your child. But right. I I could see that coming out of a parent's mouth, even though I don't think it should come out of a parent's mouth, because I never think you should promise your kids anything that you can't keep. And uh, But I understood it, though. I understood why she said that or felt that. Because probably at that moment, she was thinking, oh, I'm never going to hurt you. I'm never going to do this, you know to you but um right and then in current time we see kate telling rebecca that she doesn't want her to babysit alone anymore which was another gut punch Uh to rebecca in this episode but it was also weird because i felt like too like Kate and Toby kept saying, have you talked to her yet? Are you going to talk to her? It was like, th- like we didn't know what they were going to tell her, but it yes. seemed like yes. a very big thing. And so it was like when that's what came out, it was like, oh. And then I'm like, there's so many other ways you could have said that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I And again, though, I understood Kate, right? Because you have children. You want to take care of them. You You want them to be protected. And so I understood where she was coming from. But after us seeing their history and then seeing this, we were like, oh my God, Rebecca, all the things that you've had to come through. But I also really appreciated Kate in this time because, you know, she says basically, mom, I, you know, I've been a brat and, you know, go ahead and, you know, it's okay to take it out on me because I've, I've, you know, was not that. It's not that she wasn't a good kid. She was a good kid. She just struggled with the loss of her father and and everything else she was dealing with. And so also that Rebecca said that I'm just in a sensitive place too, recognizing that, right? That they both recognized um, where they both were coming from. And so I, I, I really appreciated that. We also see Randall and Beth play worst 
case scenario. My favorite game ever. I love them and my favorite game. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I loved it. I loved how they were rattling off these possibilities. And uh, and they were just doing it so calmly, how they play off each other. It was so good. And then, of course, they have the awkward dinner. And during that awkward dinner, Beth, of course, spots everything that's happening. And she's all tactics. Because well, the whole tactics. thing was like, like, wasn't it Malik said he wanted to cook for them? Yes. Right? Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So he yeah. cooks for them. But all the three girls right. are know what's coming. And so they're helping each other, right? Because the two sisters are trying to help Deja. But come on, right. Beth is the mom here. She knows what's going on. She She's all, you never ask us about our day. You never tell us knock-knock jokes anymore. Uh, you know, right, I know what's right. going on. And she's twiddling with her hair over there. Something's happening. And so, um, yeah, Beth is so good. She is so good. She's a great great uh character yeah. and so uh she makes them come clean deja comes clean says you know that she wants to move to boston and and she wants to finish school this semester and do the rest uh, graduate early and just go randall's all he's not having it at all <laughs> and then malik goes out to talk to him and basically randall says you know you if you love her, you know what's best for her, and this is not what's best for her. And then Malik says, you know what, I'm not going to tell Deja this because cause basically it'll cause friction and she's going to be mad at you. So, mm-hmm. um, but in that, um, it was, uh, I understood Beth and her worry that Randall's thoughts or actions could drive away uh, right. Deja. And this is huge in parenting. Because you have to find this balance of doing what you think is best, but also listening to your child. And that is a really hard balance to do because you have all this wisdom and you can't see the future when you're in that moment. So you have to make the best decision possible. And it's hard. It, it Yeah, it was also interesting to me. So you know, sort of separate. So like Beth sends everybody else away from the table, you know, and then they're there. And, you know, she's saying to Randall, like, I can't remember what the exact line was, but it's basically like, don't drive our daughter away. Right. And it was one of the first times or few times that Beth has referred to Deja as our Mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah. I've, I've, seen that happening too. I've t- yeah. taken notice that they truly treat her like their own. Yeah. They really do. They're they're heartbroken when things happen and they really are there for Deja as parents, which I think is so cool. Yeah. I think Randall had said it earlier, the moment you came into our lives and where you are now, I still see you as that child, you know, child when you first came into our lives and Mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago. So right. um, it's interesting to see their journey and how much they love her and how much she loves them. So, And I think there's this fear probably too, like not said anywhere, but probably that if if she does this, like is it closer to things her mom did or her, you know, like mm-hmm. are they mm-hmm. not holding up their end of this? agreement to some degree, right? Like, 
it's a very loaded situation, I feel like. It is. It is. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm yeah. I'm hoping that Malik will be the one to say something. I really do. It'll say a lot about him if it's him. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Uh, we also see in Kevin's storyline in this episode that he's super bothered by Elijah, right? Taking in. And I can see that, you know, I mean, he mm-hmm. gets to witness these things when he's not there that his kids are doing. So I, I get it. But he invites Cassidy to the cabin and she asks if sex is involved. And he says he's good either way. <laughs> of course, right? It's Kevin. <laughs> and then they meet Edie. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, my God. They made me laugh so hard when um, Kevin and Nikki were in the the kitchen area and talking about this and and uh, <laughs> Nikki's worried because he had he says he hasn't been with a a, um, a live woman in a long time. Right. And Kevin says a live woman. Oh right. my god! I was roaring. It was so funny. So I I thought that was kind of cool, right? To see uh, just Nikki in in that whole scenario uh, with Edie. So, um, but then we see that Kevin and uh, Cassidy go out for ice cream, and then he goes to hold her hand, and she pulls it away, and then he's wondering, and and then she says, well, sex is okay, but not this, you know, and I don't want you to blow up my life like you've blown up the other lives of the women in your life, and he's like, What? And she's all, you married one, then you divorced her, then you almost married her again. And then the other woman that you're about to marry, then you couldn't say you loved her. And so, you know, you're blowing up these women's lives. And so um, I thought it was actually really great for her to just say it all to him. Mm -hmm. I, I think it just, it's what he needed. It's what I like her for him. I wasn't yeah. sure if I did or not, but I like that. But I understand, too, what she's saying makes total sense, right? Because she lives here and has a child, and he lives yep. there and has a child. So it's not going to work anyway. So this isn't going to work. So why jump into something that's not going to work out? And, well, at least that's how we see it at this point, right? And and um, she says, you know, don't blow up my life. Leave me in peace, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out too. Oh, I really appreciated the musical thread throughout this whole episode. Yes. We see Rebecca teaching Kate the piano when she was young and then in the middle we see Rebecca plays piano at the school and then at the end Kate asks Rebecca to teach little Jack piano and you know I Again, it's uh, that creating those moments. And I thought that this was so important on so many levels. And also that Rebecca says to Kate that timing is everything. And Mm -hmm. that if Jack hadn't walked into the bar where she was Mm -hmm. performing, that none of this would be what it is. So I thought that was cool said like a true matriarch you know yeah exactly 
Okay, we've wrapped up up to episode five as of now. So do you have any other thoughts or tidbits on these episodes? You know, it's interesting. Like we're nearing sort of the end of this whole series, right? And I I feel like I need more from Kevin. Like I'm a little bored of his storyline. I'm a little bored of his same stuff over and over. You know, I will say there was a little bit – he called Elijah – Mm-hmm. Right, the new boyfriend, yeah, and you know, said a couple things about being with Madison and some of Madison's stuff that he knows, and I thought that was really sweet, and it showed it his growth. But like, I need more. Like, he's got to mm-hmm. get somewhere. I feel like the rest of the characters are moving faster, further, and he's sort of stuck. I agree. I agree with that. Hopefully. I think having his kids have probably yeah, changed him. And so maybe we will see where that goes for him. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see Kevin's uh, storyline play out. For me, I, I, you know, I was having a tough time with Toby and Kate's divorce because like I was saying earlier that I just see all the things that are good between them. Mm-hmm. I have read that even though they part, it won't be anybody's fault. Like we won't see. Right. It, oh, it was that they did this and that's why they broke up. It won't be that. It'll be that they just grew apart. And, uh, but which I guess if they have to split up, I guess that's the best way to do it. Cause I don't want to blame any, either one of them. I, I think that they've been really good for each other. I think he's really built her up a lot. Um, he's always supported her, which I love about him. And that's why I, I wanted them to keep going, uh, as a married couple. But mm-hmm. I had also, uh, forgotten about his depression. And how he was dealing with that. Yeah, because they really haven't touched upon that. So um, he's been fine um, in that regard. So um, we'll we'll see where this goes. Because at the end, we see, or what we see at the end of um, where Kate, I mean, I'm sorry, where Rebecca is at, I think we only see Toby there, right? We don't see Kate. And so... He's still in the, you I don't know, know, everybody's life. Right. He's and, still in the and, orbit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and, and of course, I'm told, or not I'm told, but I'm, I've read that um, we'll get to see more about Philip and why he's so, um, because he's kind of come off as a snob yeah. <laughs> with yeah. issues. And I think we get to learn more about him, just like how. Well, probably not just like we, but how Miguel has grown on us so much. How before he was mm-hmm. just this guy, he was just, you know, Jack's best friend and that's all he was. But now we learn so much about him and, and how much we care about him because of the way he takes care of uh, Rebecca and the family and everybody else. And so maybe that will happen with Philip too. That's what they are. Yeah. Giving us anyway. So, um, it'll be interesting to see that. So. I did find out that this is a series finale will air on Tuesday, May 24th. So we're all going to have boxes of Kleenex on that day. And I would like to know 
what do you hope to see in the rest of season six? And can you give me a prediction? Mm. All right. I'm I'm generally not in the predicting game. Uh, but I think it's not too late or <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, I keep going back and forth on this like Malik Deja thing. Like, is Deja like is Deja's baby Malik's? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how we're gonna get that far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the uh-huh. episodes that are left. Um, I wonder a little bit about Miguel because we haven't. At least I don't think. I don't think we've seen him yet in any of the flash forward things where they're like all gathering at the cabin and maybe he's inside. Like maybe they're going to walk in and he's there with Rebecca because that would make sense. But like maybe he passes before her. Like maybe something Mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. And, you know, he passes before her, I think. But I want to see either a spinoff with maybe some of the kids you know, that will fill in pieces of the story that they're not going to have time to get to <laughs> right in the next few episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or that maybe they give some attention to the plot lines of, you know, Rebecca's grandchildren to get from where we know them, you know, as kids to the adults that we're seeing show up at the cabin. Feels like a lot of time and not a lot of time. Not a lot of episodes to cover a whole yeah. lot of time. I think we have I think we have a good amount of episodes to go. I'm not really sure how many, but I'm pretty sure there's okay. a pretty good amount. So it's not like we only have a couple or a few. I mean yeah. we have we have uh some episodes. But yeah, I know. It's like oh my What do gosh, you think is gonna happen? Gonna Did you wanna bring up Kevin? I guess I think Kevin's still probably gonna be single, like I don't – like I said, I feel like he's just not progressing in the same way as the rest of the characters. Like maybe I've given up hope that Kevin's going to, you know, have some, you know, thing. I think it's interesting though – I don't know if this is true or if it was rumor at the time, but I heard in the very beginning – with Kate and all of her, you know, Weight Watchers and all these things and her weight, I heard it was like written into her contract that she had to lose the weight. Yeah, I heard that too, actually. Uh-huh. And they've totally let that go. Mm-hmm. They've barely talked about any of that kind of stuff right. in a long time. So mm-hmm. I, I'm curious, like maybe that went out the window, maybe – I don't know, but – I was like, oh, yeah, what happened to that? But Mm -hmm. maybe – I don't know if that – maybe that was rumor. I don't know. I don't know. I heard the same thing you did, and you're right. They haven't touched on that, so that's interesting. Well, I, too, can't wait to see more of Miguel's story, and I think that's what's missing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And how they came together, I just really want to know because – Seeing the speed dating, we saw that, but we still don't know what brought them together. And we still have to see the reactions of the the big three. We I, They're going to have reactions, so I'll be interested to see all of that. I recently read about Miguel's character, about the actor, how he was saying that they're going to showcase 
um, an episode and that his characters is, is going to go through a really emotional I don't know if it'll be his character or his and her and Rebecca's relationship, but it's going to be really um, profound and that we are basically going to say, oh, my God, we see why this couple is together. So I'm really excited to see that because I I, I really want to know their story. And I can't wait. I just can't wait for that. And it did make me wonder if we see Rebecca pass this is just me and my fantasy, okay? Will she reunite with Jack? Yes, of course. And and will we see that? Or will we see a sign? Because I would love that, you know, to know that they're together again. And it reminded me of Jack and Rose at the very end when she passes <laughs> Titanic, away. yeah. Yes, when she passes away. And you see the it's her, right? But she's like the camera and the mm-hmm. doors open and she's going toward the staircase. And there's Jack and he turns around with that smile and he holds out his hand and she takes his hand. And all the people that are there are all the people that, you know, passed away on the Titanic. It is my favorite moment. And so I'm like, oh. Jack and Rose, Jack and Rebecca, I could see this, right? How we see them reunite or even just a sign that they reunite, right. you know, that would be so cool and so fulfilling to know that they're together. But then I thought if for some reason Miguel does go first, then that would be awkward, right? <laughs> because well, she's like, or, oh. you know, like you could also picture where the two of them are together and she joins them, like the three of them, like the old Oh, days, and they all three you know? walk up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, Jen. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, so direct good. The, the, we'll direct the series finale for them. <laughs> yeah, because I someone had, again, me reading things that, oh, no, no, I know what it was. The actress that plays Kate, she said that two important characters, you know, may be the end of mm-hmm. their journey. Okay, so we're already imagining one is Rebecca. It's like, who's the other? So the fact that you thought Miguel could go. Or maybe Malik. He, oh, gosh, yeah. And I even thought maybe Kate, because I don't think we see her at the end, but that would be talking about her own character. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If she would have brought it up because it would have been so close to say that about her own character. So I'm not really sure. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so interesting. Um, so many uh, what ifs, and we'll get there. But I'm going to predict that the birth of a baby maybe Deja's, I don't know, mm-hmm. will be the finale. And the reason mm-hmm. I say that full is circle. because, yeah, full circle, because that's how it started with the birth of these three kids. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, ah, that's probably what they're going to do. Because what else could make us feel full and satisfied? Because getting married, yeah, it's right. nice. It's great. But, oh, my gosh, the birth of a baby. That's what I predict's going to happen. But then I'm like, too, there's so many reboots these days that, like, maybe part of their plan is to leave things open enough for a reboot. Like, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. So true. So true. Well, just because they have a birth of a baby doesn't mean the end, right? But that's what I mean. It's like all the things to leave us open for, Yeah. You know. Oh, man. So 
Tell me who your favorite character is, Jen. Oh, so this is hard. I, I might have to go with Beth, right? I think Beth and Randall are like hashtag relationship goals for me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, I, you know, Rebecca and Randall are also a couple of my favorites. Like I give uh, Mandy Moore and, you know, Rebecca a lot of credit. She's really the only actor who plays herself at every age. Yeah. Which is really interesting and different from some of the other characters. Um, although maybe Miguel now too. I, I'd have to think about it. And then, but yeah, Beth, I will say early seasons, I was all for Toby. I was a big Toby fan. Uh Um, But Beth, bless her. I love – she – it's her lines. It's her delivery. (laughs) It's their dynamic. Like, I love everything about her. Yeah. I love those choices. Who's your favorite? Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Easy for me to say. I love Jack. I love him. I do. I I love it. Just – the way he loves Rebecca, the way he loves his kids. I just love when a man loves his, his, you know, mm-hmm. his woman and his children. It just does something for me. I, okay. You know that my other, my favorite show is The Walking Dead and Rick yes. is my favorite character. Well, Rick is my favorite character because of that, because he loves his family so much and he'll do anything for them. And that's, what drives him. And so I just, I just love that in a character when they uh, just love their family so much. So I'm all Jack, but I do want to say Rebecca too, because of what you said also, Um, she just does play all the roles throughout the whole life of this person. And that's not easy to do. And she is in so much of the episodes, right? Because she mm-hmm. is the mother. And so, um, and just how she is with Jack and her kids. And uh, I just like seeing all the aspects of her. So um, I just love them. Love them. Yeah. Ooh, they are great characters. Okay. So I would like to know from you, what do you think we can learn from This Is Us? Hmm. <laughs> If I sort of think of like the underlying or maybe overarching theme of the whole thing, I feel like, you know, it's all about relationships, right? The family, the friends, siblings, child to parent, parent to child, you know, also at various stages of life and life moments that happen between love and loss and grief and growth. And it's all about the relationships and the connection between all of these characters, even those, you know, that are sort of on the periphery to some degree. And as you were saying at the very beginning, like, I think it also reminds us, like, when we fight with those we love, like, love and hate are actually so close together. You know, we see that in these, in the tension between some of these characters and these relationships that it's, you know, maybe what we can take away is the importance of the relationships or, you know, really what we need to carry us through. And look at the last couple of years that we've been through. Like, it's all about the relationships. Absolutely. So true. I think what we can learn from This Is Us is that no one is perfect. No family is perfect. These characters have flaws. 
but we still love them. And we love them because of their growth as human beings. So I say to everyone out there, cut yourself some slack. Yes. If you want to change something, do it. It's Mm -hmm. never too late for growth. And I think as human beings, that's what we're here for. We're here Mm -hmm. for growth, to learn something and to connect. And of course, all of that stems back to relationships. Yeah. Um, Also, I think that the family bond or any loving bond is immeasurable. And there's a foundation of unity that is so strong. And so I just love that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what we can learn from This Is Us. I'm with you. Uh Oh, Jen, it's been so much fun talking with you about the show. And uh, hopefully you'll be back. Yeah, we'll have to do it when we get the rest of the episodes. (laughs) That'll be so much fun. Thanks for having me again. Such such fun always. Thanks for joining me today. And please tell people where they can find you. Yeah. All social media. I'm at Jen Trepek, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. My podcast is Salad with a Side of Rice. So send me a message. Say hi. Let me know you're yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will have Jen's website listed in our show notes. So please go check her podcast out. It is wonderful. So much information. All right. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Please rate and review the podcast. This helps other listeners find us. We'll be uploading a new episode next week with the premiere of The Walking Dead Season 11 Part 2. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.